This is a homebrew podcast. Uh, Theric, the messengers brought another letter. You're another so popular. letter. I am. Uh, let's see. I gave them five gold apiece. Is that appropriate? Uh, yeah. I think that that's going to mean we're going to get a lot more letters, Adolia. Wait, how many, how many messengers were there that you paid them five gold apiece? Just seven or so. For one letter? We're going to get so many more letters, Adolia. It's like DoorDash all over again. They're very sweet boys. Anyway, Ferric, what do you have? Ah, it is a letter from Austin Katzenberger. (gasps) Katzenberger's Uh, aren't like slug pies, are they? No, I I think he's from the Jeweled Quarter, actually. He came to the party uh, last night. Oh. Oh, yeah. I remember this guy. He was very, uh, very He was like trying to talk to Pickles, but Pickles ignored him. And And then then Pickles just just left. Just yeah, I don't remember any of this. And then he You're just right. sat in the corner, and he was like really hurt, and he was talking to me the whole time. He was just oh, like, no. "I don't understand why oh. pickles won't pay attention to me." And I was just like, "I don't know, man. That really sucks." And I left, and I went to talk to some people over there. So, oh. uh, we got drinks afterwards, though it was fine. Oh, good. Um, well, Austin Katzenberger, I truly hope you are not turning cats into foodstuffs of any kind. But thank you for your letter. And sorry for ignoring you. I did like your shoes at the party, though. Welcome to Power Word Fail, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Cody. But enough about me, let's get to the real stars of the podcast. Starting with Nathan. Eugene. It's a boring name. Andy. Pickles. And I'm gonna get that chair. Austin. Ferric. Very ready for a drink. Allie. Navara. One step closer to ending this trip. <laughs> Katie. Edolia Rowan. Back to that merchant whose intentions I do not trust. <laughs> and Ian. Uh, Ambrose Boussant, the Church Wandering Ranger. And again, I'm the Dungeon Master Cody, and this is episode 36 of Power Word Fail. Last time... The failures arrived for their meeting with the Golden Council, just as Ali's character, Navara, completed her ritual. We learned that Navara is a soul mender, tasked today with the reunification of the late queen's soul, which had been torn apart during her murder by Zeos. After the ritual, you were all invited to brunch with the Golden Council members, how lovely, where Kelvin Morningthal asked you to endorse the new leader of Morningstead. He presented the four top candidates for you to consider, Dominic Bryce, a banker with strong economic chops, Helmford von Holt, general of the Red and Yellow Knights, mercenary force, who would be a strong military leader, Nellius Rome, a popular diplomat, currently on mission of peace to the concurrent theocracy, and the dragonborn Gulbar, an unconventional choice with strong support in the lower rungs of society. With an appointment made to return in 24 hours with your decision, you depart the palace after Navarre requested the address she had been promised. She sought your guidance in finding the place she seeks, the Abernathy Estate. And that's where we'll pick back up. Navarro, this way. Thank you. Uh, I'll meet you guys back. See ya. Varric's going to touch Ambrose's shoulder and pull in. Listen, there is some old magics at play here. Just be safe. We don't know what she's capable of. All right, Maraz, come on, let's go. All right, Varric, lead the way. You, You owe me that drink. I do. Uh, I nod, um, 
quietly and I uh, just head out. I hope you did not nod quietly. <laughs> no, but like a quiet, more quiet nod. Like just like a little nod. Tad, a tad nod. A subtle, uh, yes. a subtle nod. Yes. <laughs> and head out. All right. Everyone starts walking into town. Ambrose leads Navara to the Abernathy estate. Is everyone coming with him? So uh, Ambrose and Navara are going to the Abernathy estate. Miraz and Farrick are going to the Black Rose for a drink. Uh, and then Pickles and Adalia are going to the Leather Merchant. And then we're all meeting at the Black Rose afterwards, correct? Uh, I think at Ambrose's house. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to be square on that. Katie and Andy, you guys go down to the uh, Silver Quarter there and find that tannery where you had commissioned those gloves. Be careful, Pickles. He has <laughs> designs upon the Vuissant estate. What? Be sharp. And she just walks right in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she just like falls in. <laughs> Hello there. Good afternoon. It isn't my favorite new priority customer. He slides out a box. I've got your gloves right here. Marvelous, thank you. Uh, this is my companion, Pickles. Oh, I, I thought they were your child. But... What? <laughs> Why are you trying to buy Ambrose's house? <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to buy or sell any properties. I'm a leather merchant. I just, I just talk to the Banker's Guild sometimes when I'm drinking, and I'd heard that the estate would surely go up for sale sooner or later. <laughs> and you're trying to buy it? No, I don't want anything to do with it. I, I can't afford it. It's the largest house in the jeweled quarter. I'm a simple leather merchant. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think well, I'm a child, so that, that tracks. Mm. Uh, well, she told my... me she was buying these gloves for her child. Is my order ready? You called me a child? No, obviously not. Uh, is my order ready? Yes, yes. Everything's paid up. Everything's ready to go if you'd like to try them on. Uh, Adalia will try on her own gloves and then offer the pair to Pickles, the little ones. Your gloves fit great. What are these for? Will you try them on, dear? I mean, I guess. I don't know how I'm going to paint these. Puts on the gloves. They fit nice. Oh, excellent, excellent. I made them for a child, so I, I was beginning to worry they wouldn't fit you properly. Oh, uh, thank you. What's your name? My name? <laughs> <laughs> I have a very important name. <laughs> a very important name. Very important. Highly prestigious. <laughs> the most important name. He's going to be the Bryce fellow. <laughs> it's Dominic Price. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <clears throat> my name is uh, Nail LeGrand. I don't remember that. Alright, have a great day. This is LeGrand's tannery. And uh, if you like the gloves, <laughs> I can make belts, I can make shoes, I can make pants, I can make leather armors, I can make helmets, I can make anything you want out of leather. I can upholster furniture. Oh, wow. That is an extremely valuable skill. Uh, I might have a chair for you to work on in a couple days mm. here, so... <laughs> oh, 
I love working we'll on talk. chairs. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. We will tell all our friends. And Italian like, immediately leaves. Have Bye. a good day. Come back soon. I will. Adalia, he's weird. He's twirling his mustache. <laughs> I know, right? I do believe he was trying to sell the estate out from under Ambrose. Unimportant. <laughs> How do the gloves fit? I asked him to make them red. I mean, they fit good. They kind of match. Mm. Uh, is gonna hold her gloved hand out to Pickles. Do you think that will work? She'll take Adalia's hand. Huh. I think it would work. No necrotic damage? No, I would think that, you know, it's a pretty pretty thick gloves. Um, Adalia will kind of stoop down to Pickles' level. I know you spend a great deal of time convincing people to be afraid of you, as they should be. True. They should fear your strength and your will and the lengths you would go to to keep the rest of us safe. But people have been afraid of me all my life for no reason other than that I was different from them. People fear the things they don't understand. And Adalia will put her hands on either side of Pickle's face. I want you to hear me when I say I am not afraid of you, Pickles. Can I be honest with you for a second? Yes. I have no idea who I am. <sighs> yes. I think that is a common affliction. Uh, no, no, like, I actually... I can't really remember past a couple days that well. Um, I know all you guys <clears throat> and your names... Um, but I have, like, a lot of conflicting memories about stuff, and I actually don't really know who I am. So... Oh, all right. Yeah, not, not great. No, it isn't. But this helps. You are safe now to touch me and to figure this out. Did okay. you have more shopping you wanted to do, or should we go home? I mean, I would like some really cool stuff for my new room at Ambrose's house. Let's do that. It's important to feel at home. All the stuff in there is really old and, like, mm. way too, like, it's meant to look really nice but not be comfortable at all. Understood. Uh, can we go to the Copper Quarter uh, and just have a little shopping trip? Just finding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of, like, cheap... <laughs> <laughs> but fun-looking stuff, since... Yes, they just, they go through and buy outrageously yeah. ugly... Just yeah, like point really... me to the Big Lots of Mornstead. Yes, I want to go to Big Lots. <laughs> I want to go to Big Lots, and I want to buy all of the, like, chintzy, fake, you know, fake crystals and LED <laughs> lights in this fantasy realm. The equivalent of that, that's what I want. Give Pickles a real gamer bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you guys are loaded, right? I mean, you guys can yeah. go to a place where someone can cast light on an object permanently, and yes, but uh, we don't want fancy it. shit. We want <laughs> like the really cheap equivalent. Like we're finding stuff out in the back alley and just like yeah, yeah, painting yeah, yeah. it and bringing it home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely do that too. <laughs> I mean, you guys are loaded, but whatever, you know, digging nope. dumpsters. Yeah, we're going dumpster sure diving. We're going be- to Big Lots. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Shout out to Big Lots, by the way. dumpster diving right now. <laughs> not the same. No, they're not the same. I love Big Lots. I love Big Lots, too. Ha- hashtag love Big Lots. No problem with Sponsor. Big Lots, but we're doing both. Big Lots, if you listen, throw us some money. I will say that as you go from the jeweled to the silver quarter, um, people seem to recognize you less. They they do recognize you some, but as you go into the copper quarter, all you, you you're just standing there and people are like talking about the heroes of Mornstead right in front of you, and they mm-hmm. don't even realize that they're talking about you. Okay. They just have heard stories. Uh, as we walk through the copper quarter, if I see anyone who looks hungry, I am going to cast Goodberry and uh, hand those out as needed. Pickles will do the same. Aww. Wow. Yeah, you guys can do that. You can walk around the poorest side of town and feed the hungry people. 20 hungry people, it sounds like. Get fed for yep. a day. <laughs> and take furniture. Yep. Oh, yeah. There you go. All right. Nathan and Austin. Miraz and Ferric have made their way to the Black Rose Tavern. You are entering. It is loud and boisterous today. The smell of beer is in the air as somebody has just spilled a full tray of beers on the ground. You find an open table. Elderberry mead, right, uh, Farrick? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that works. Maraz will make his way to the bar, pay um, a whole gold piece he won't bother with, change or whatever. If it's more than that, he'll pay more than that. But for a couple glasses of uh, mulberry, or elderberry mead. Here you are, love. She slides you over some Mulberry meads, elderberry meads. Oh, Thank sorry, you. I got those mixed up. And she pulls them back and pours two <laughs> different ones, and then she sets them back. I'll drink those later. Don't worry. Oh, enjoy. Can I'll I, make my way back can to Can I uh, ask if I can come join you guys? <laughs> aren't, aren't you on... So thirsty. <laughs> aren't you on a shift? Oh, you know how it goes. I'm just mingling with the customers. I have some drinks that I have to drink now, as you can see. I glance about the very crowded tavern. <laughs> like, there's obviously work to do. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty busy in here. She should be probably, you know, dealing with all the glass that's on the floor that one of her waiters just right. dropped. Right. Yeah, Farrick is over there, like, using Mage Hand to pick up glass and put it in a, a trash receptacle. How kind of you. And, like, looks over at Monet and just out of earshot and, like, waves. <laughs> what a nice man. Farrick is... So is that, a, is that a yes? I can come join you then. Um... <laughs> no. Oh. <Mirage>. I see. <laughs> no. <laughs> well then, yeah, here's yeah. your drinks. <laughs> Thank you. For your trouble, I'll give you two gold pieces. I'll take it. She kind of looks pissed. I'll make my way back to Farrick. My face is just bright red. It's like, Farrick, I, uh, I think you have a fan in um, Monet over there. <sighs> yeah, probably. How? Well, I don't suppose that we need to talk about that, but I am curious how you make it so effortless. I always try, nothing ever works. <laughs> you will be surprised how much people enjoy uh, this unique exterior. I tend to not like to be exoticized. But it is an unfortunate result of me traveling through these lands. 
in the Takari wilds, you don't see uh, much human-esque folk, if if that is a word. I see. Uh, I can guarantee you I am pretty average from where I'm from. Well, maybe I need to travel to the Takari wilds. Anyway, here's your uh, elderberry mead. Cheers. Uh, Farrick will push down the thought that Miraz would do terribly in the Takari Wilds because <laughs> he is a weird pinkish flesh creature um, and is going to take the mead from Miraz and take a sip. So I think I should cut to the chase. It is only respectful that I do so. Why did you do it, Miraz? Help me understand why I made the deal. Fair nods. Miraz takes quite some time to gather his thoughts. He nurses his his own mead, but doesn't really make much progress with it. And he finally says, I suppose it was rather obvious that I had a, a, some attraction towards Evangeline. She was, in many ways, everything that I wished I could be. She was poised. She always knew what to say. You know I'm helpless with that. Um, and uh, she was magical. And I mean that in quite a literal scientific sense, not in a flirtatious, pining away sense. Um, and uh, we spoke briefly about the prince, she and I did. I glanced around after I say that, realizing kind of how flippant that was. Bring myself back to the table with Farrick, and I say, I have always aspired to be something, anything, just not a nobody. That was, that's, that's why I go by Miraz instead of Eugene. That's why I made claims that I was a great wizard. All of that aside, I was enamored of Evangeline as a person, and I was jealous of what she embodied. I was jealous of being able to say the right thing, do the right thing, and have the magical abilities to make a difference. When uh, she died, uh, all of that was compounded. Moraz falls silent again, collects, collects his thoughts, takes another sip of his mead. My first thought was, if only I knew magic too, perhaps I could have saved her. My next thought was, perhaps if I learn magic, especially the magic that she practiced with the person that gave her that power, then perhaps I could save her. One thing led to another and I was in a, a little bit over my head. The first warning when I began to realize that perhaps I'd made a mistake was when my benefactor suggested that I needed to distance, to be very honest, I'm not sure whether he was referring to you or to Ambrose, but that, some, that I had to kick someone out of the party. And that was something that I'm not willing to do. I mean, you are... For all of our differences, you are my closest friends. Farrick looks down into their mead and looks back at Miraz, locking eyes. That means a lot coming from the person that I have threatened so many times. And holds up their glass. Miraz clinks it. I have also been hasty with with threats when I should not have been. Farrick is going to cast message into Miraz's brain. Very quietly. The prince's real name is Halasar. We must find as much as we can about Halasar. 
Will you help me research? Not if yes. Miraz nods. Message lets me send back to you, right? Or is that sending and leveled spells? I believe that's a Message lets you respond. No, I think message lets you respond. I think so. I think it's like the the confines of it. reply in a whisper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only I can hear. Okay. I will do uh, whatever I can to make amends. I guess I would say that out loud. I wouldn't bother messaging. I need to know that you will make the right decision when it comes down to it. I need to know if you are willing to kill your magic. Silence for quite some time. Miraz bouquets his liquor, stares down at it. He uh, drums his fingers across the table, his the ring that Vilvanus gave him, uh, kind of clacking it against the table. And he says, the, the person first told me that I truly would be magnificent if I had a if I entered into an agreement with him, if I received magic from him, that I would be renowned by nations. We have that renown now, Farrick, you and I and the rest of our friends. And it rang hollow. It meant nothing. It was what I had worked toward for so long. And it meant nothing. All, all that I want is your respect and friendship, pickles to be able to hug people again. Um... Ambrose to speak with me, let alone forgive me. Um, I, this is what I promise. I, I do not trust myself to make the right decision at the right time, but I trust you to. I will do as you tell me to. I will avoid magic as much as reasonable. If I have an ability that we need, then I will leave it in your talents, whether we find another way or not. Miraz may not be a good guy, but I believe deep down Eugene is. Maybe that is who you should introduce to the party. Maybe that's, maybe that's who needs love and companionship. I, the player, am a little bit misty-eyed. I think Miraz is too de- dehydrated to be misty-eyed. He's in that weird <laughs> in-between where he's like, he's, he's red-eyed. He nods. Thank you, Ferric. You know, when I left my homeland, I did not think that I would be on the quest to kill a god, but here we are. Here we are. I'll raise my glass, now empty, and then realize it's empty, and I'll put it back down. Ferret pours a little bit of their mead into Eugene's glass and reattempts the cheers. To killing gods. To making true friends. And Ferret pounds their drink. All right. We'll go from there to Ambrose and Navarra. You are walking down the busy streets of the Jeweled Quarter. There are several people having a nice stroll, a couple of people sitting on benches reading books. Everything is calm, everything is beautiful, the weather is nice, the sun is shining. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon after your guys' meeting with the Golden Council, and you're on your way to Abernathy's. Yeah, so while I'm walking through the jeweled quarter i am absolutely quiet it's probably like the weirdest tour someone has ever gone in the jeweled quarter <laughs> and, but like out of nowhere while i'm quiet i stop i like put my arms up uh this is my house i put my arms down and i just turn around and i just keep walking <laughs> like just the worst <laughs> introduction <laughs> okay thank the most awkward Thank you. <laughs> yeah and navarro will kind of uh 
tiptoe like back up and run up to him and catch up a little bit. So you're from the floating cities? I am. It's beautiful, but very different from here. Yeah, everything's pretty uh, leveled, you would say, I guess. But um, I, I don't want to come off as rude or uh, out of nowhere. Um, but I have a lot of questions on what exactly you do. Is that is this just like a job or is this kind of like a career a <laughs> no. piece of culture uh, I, I would say maybe culture it's inherited and it passes down through the females in my family particularly the oldest and it shouldn't have come to me but I have it now and um, you know I, I wasn't sure I could do it until just then and uh, must be a heavy yeah. burden on you it, it's unusual. I used to sleep better. I could definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> actually, can I show you something real quick? I, this might be a quick tour, okay. uh, if you don't mind. I zoom back uh, to my apartment. To not my apartment, Jesus. My uh, <laughs> my my mansion. Uh, I'm so. I'm, look, mansion is not a part of my normal day, but <clears throat> to the Ambrose Estate. Uh, I open up the door. Um, you're free to stay here. I don't really care. And I walk in. Um, I'm assuming there's no one here. Uh, and uh, you're welcome to come in. Um, I actually pull out the sword that had that dark entity, snake entity that killed Spunk. And I actually uh-huh. bring that out and I put it on the table. I put a, a list of descriptions of this being. Uh, and I pass it over to Navara. What does Navara gather? Like, first impressions from this? Roll a religion, or a history, or an arcana check, depending on what's best for you. Oh, a seven. Can my uh, letter be a form of help? Yeah, I'll I'll let you help. You can uh, roll again for advantage. Oh, <laughs> natural one. Hmm. Good try, good try. Well, it's kind of fitting, because to be honest with you, the sword doesn't look really anything particularly crazy. It just looks like a normal longsword. It's got kind of a wavy pattern to the blade, but other than that, it it just looks like it was just a, like a flamberge-style longsword. Nothing too mm. out of the ordinary. You sense no dark magics in it currently, and there's no discernible markings on it that really point towards anything in particular. Okay, so Navara, thinking that this is like some great sword that you've found, is going to be like, oh, it's, it's beautiful. But you don't know anything about it? I, I There's don't. This blue, like, evil snake. I, it was for like a moment I saw it, and it screamed at us, telling us that one of us has a secret. And it instant, you think it's cursed? It killed someone. Not oh, anymore. I would certainly say that's something bad if it killed someone. And and you've never seen anything like it since. Uh, well, we're going to the Abernathy estate, and I think something there has something to do with this sword, necessarily. And, yeah. So be prepared for any nightmare scenario. Uh, I put the sword back in a bag, and I put it it away. It's... Is there something going on at the Abernathy's that I should know before we go in? Yes. Cornelius 
is a scumbag. His daughter made a deal with the prince and is now asundered. And someone else I know has made a deal with the prince as well. So do you know anything about this person or being? I do. Uh, not too much, though. Uh, the, the daughter you spoke of, she's, she's visited me in another plane, and that is why I'm here. I will fix her. I promised her I would. Uh, probably the longest time. I mean, you would, would never notice, but this is probably like a small smirk on my face. Instantly hide it. Good. Good. All right. Um, there's food here if you need anything. Um, I know a great store on the way at Vilvanus. We can grab anything if we need. But yeah. And I pretty much give her the rundown of the rest of, you know, the jeweled quarter while we sure. you know, speed our way through the Abernathy estate. All right. Yeah, you show... Navarra, all the interesting places along the way. The Bankers Guild headquarters, the Golden Council headquarters, the beautiful architectures that go all the way back to the kingdom's founding. Some of these buildings are ancient, but aside from the architecture tour, eventually you do make your way down the magnolia-laden path to the Abernathy estate. Ambrose, you notice something's a little bit different The last time you were here, the help was kind of casually doing their jobs. Everything was fairly relaxed nature, which you chalked up to perhaps Abernathy getting soft in his old age. Mm -hmm. But upon this arrival, everyone's rushing about. People are cleaning as fast as they can, running about looking like chickens with their heads chopped off, which is kind of a much more familiar site that you're used to. Normally, Mm -hmm. the help is quite busy here. One of the butlers that you are unfamiliar with, he's just one of the various unnamed servants who work here, just... Oh, can can I help you? Um, I'm here for Cornelius. Oh, well, he is very busy today. He's in, he's in a meeting. Um, shall I... I can, I can get him if you I if you walk insist, past this person he, without even caring about whoever oh, ex- this help is. Excuse me. Excuse me. He's like following you, but obviously you're not paying <laughs> <Yeah>. attention. <clears throat> Eventually you make your way to Cornelius's office and you can hear him yelling at someone on the other side. Uh, I actually will just listen in uh, before I barge in. The butler's like, what are you doing listening to his conversations now. He just burst in here. But, uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. Oh, yeah. That 20, 26. Yes! (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Ambrose, you hear on the other side of the door uh, Abernathy just yelling at the top of his lungs. And that's why you and your men are not welcome on my property anymore. I don't care if you are the Ivory God. Your actions are intolerable. I could not stand what you have done. Oh, this is my home. Ambrose has no authority here. <gasps> I do not care what he said to do. And you hear on the other side of the door, it's very calm. Just, I wasn't in charge yet, sir. Things are going to be different now that I'm in charge. You know, uh, the commander had just left his post. Things were quite disorderly when that happened. Uh, I, I assure you things will not happen like that again. Oh, they certainly will not happen like that again, because they will, you will not be welcome on my premises. Sir, with all due respect, you have no right to tell the Ivory Guard where they can and cannot go in the city of Mornstead. This might be private property, but all property is within our jurisdiction within the city. 
and he slams his hands on the table. Then maybe I will be leaving the city. I have plenty of land outside of the city. Well, that is within your right, sir. I do not intend to offend, but I have a lot of business to do, and if you're just going to dress me down, I think our business is done here. He says, I do agree. Uh, I think our business is done here. I'm going to open up the door. Uh, they both look at you. You see Sir Von Cartwright sitting in Sir Abernathy's office. There are all kinds of papers strewn, thrown about. His office looks a total mess. Uh, there's a roaring fire in the fireplace. It smells like heavy tobacco smoke. And you, what are you doing in my office? Good afternoon, gentlemen. He's brought you a gift. And I put my hands out and just let Navarro walk in. He looks like he changes into a completely different person. He's like, oh, I, I do apologize. I had I had not <laughs> noticed you there. I, please, uh, come in. This gentleman was just leaving. Uh, he snaps his fingers like, you, escort this man out of here. And Actually, he's like, I stay. know the exit. Carwright, stay. Carwright looks over you. Uh, uh, are you sure? I believe I'm not welcome here. Uh, Cornelius, Carwright means well. He cares about you. You should care about the people that are actually on your side. You don't have many. Huh. Well, I think I have things under control. I fully intended to get to the bottom of this mystery. But now, that door is locked, and I cannot get in. The Ivory God will not allow it. In my own home. For your safety. Anyways, Navarro's here, and I just shut up. Hello, oh, sir. Uh, um, I'm Navarro. I've traveled a very long way to come and meet you. I have met your deceased daughter, and there's some troubling news regarding her state. She, her soul has been torn asunder. She's stuck in a purgatory and feels broken. My family has abilities to, to fix what she's going through, and I... I know it sounds ludicrous, but I came here to see if you would be interested in having these rites performed for her. I, I, I am very sorry for your loss. He um starts cleaning up the papers on his desk a little bit. He says, well, uh, I do believe this is a momentous occasion. I, I do apologize for the state of things upon your arrival. I had not anticipated such important company. As you are aware, my family has recently been taken from me by a monster, and I am quite in a state of dishevelment, so you will have to forgive me. He does look puzzled and says, I have gone ahead and performed the funerary rites. I had the death singer from the hero's party. Uh, everything seemed to go according to the books. Uh, are you sure something's wrong with her soul? Is that what you said? Yes, it, it it is. Um, so I don't know if you're aware, but she made dealings with a unique deity called the Prince, and while she seemed very well-intended, he was not, and he did this when she passed. It it would not be something um, the Death Singer had any control over. It, or the way you buried her. It was, I'm sure, perfect for her. This is a little bit deeper, a little more eternal. Well, cannot abide by that. What? What can I do to help? 
Uh, is this something you're you're willing to discuss now, or, or would you like someone else to handle th- this part of it? I motion to Cartwright and tell him to leave. Cartwright stands up and says, "Well, I do appreciate your intervention, Ambrose. I will be leaving now. Uh, hopefully, Mister Abernathy, we can get onto the same page soon." Uh, All right, please leave. He's the kind of making his way out the door. He's like, "All right, well." Uh, Good day to you, and all right, well, uh, well, he starts slowly closing the door. He's like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> this is awkward. Father Abernathy says, yes, we can have these conversations now. I'm free all afternoon. I, most political things are up in the air right now until the Golden Council can make their decision. Wise as they are, he kind of rolls his eyes. Oh, well, um, there are certain components needed for a ritual like this. Uh, I I need some of her most dearest belongings. Uh, probably being as close to her gravesite as possible. And quite a bit of diamonds. Uh, I unfortunately um, just performed this for the queen. And so the diamonds that I brought with me uh, were, were used in that ritual. He nods. That is a noble purpose. I cannot fault you for that. Um, of course, I can fund such a thing. Allow me some time to find the proper materials. Shouldn't take long. I can give you access to her grave, and we shall attempt to fix this. Perfect. Thank you for believing me. I know it's not an easy concept. Well... It was quite an unusual demise. I have heard legends of such things happening in extreme cases. Sounds like this may be one. Daddy Abernathy rubs his temples together. This knowledge (laughs) of the prince is quite disturbing to me. Uh, I was very worried when she'd spoken of it before. uh, To find out this being has done this is unimaginable. I don't even know where to begin. I thought I could begin to move on, but now I'm finding out that my daughter's soul is in some sort of purgatory hell. I I feel like I'm back to square one. So let's get this rolling. And he, like, stands up. He's like, I'll, I'll immediately start to find these materials. Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Thank you. And, and just so you know, Navara is going to explain the materials, and she's actually going to ask for double the amount of everything. Um, because she kind of okay. clocked it when Ambrose mentioned, and I have a friend. Ooh, this is quite an expensive order, but for my Evangeline, I'll pay anything. Yes. Thank you. Well, again, this will take some time, so how about we reconvene sometime tomorrow? I have some meetings on... Until about 5 p.m., perhaps you and... He points to Ambrose. He's like, you and your friends would care to join me for dinner and we can discuss my gift, my proposition that I have for you. You can just deliver them now. Well, it's not the kind of thing that I can just rightfully hand over. It's more of a more of a business deal. No. No? I walk out. He just sighs heavily. <laughs> Navarre leans forward and says he has been under quite a bit of stress as well 
as you have. I will let his team know of your proposition, and with or without them, I will be here. You will never lose my support. He nods. Well, I do appreciate that. We will attempt the impossible tomorrow. Thank you. And Navarro will give like a slight bow and walk out. As you walk out, you hear uh, a lot of papers shuffling as he seems to be looking for some particular paper. Ambrose, you see Navarra step out of the office finally. Was there something you wanted to show me relating to the sword? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I can barely focus. Um, I close Cornelius's door and then I just walk over to the, to the whatever dark entity door that's in the... Um, that's right beside Cornelius's room. Um, how's right. that looking right now? Is that sealed up? How's that look? It looks very gaudy. As you approach, you see that there is a big, like, a banner across it. Kind of think like caution tape, except it has runes on it. Mm. It's like a big white banner that goes across it, like an X with runes on it. Um, I'll cast identify on it instead. We'll do that. You see that it is a permanent lock spell. Magic lock, arcane lock. It is on there twice. And uh, it definitely looks pretty sealed up. There's also some big metal chains that are kind of like behind those that go across the like doorknob and whatnot. Mm. But nothing like if I touch, I'm, it's going to hurt me. No, it's just an arcane lock. I knock on it. Silence. Yeah, there's something, I don't know. It was a, something like a, I can't even explain it. It was like a old evil witch lady, like a squealy voice telling us to come in. You locked an old lady in a closet. <laughs> no, no, it sounded like an old evil lady. Oh, it's very It was different. a um, door that was hidden for the longest time. I noticed it, checked it out, and turns out there was this old lady living. Not old lady, but it sounded something like an old lady inside it. <laughs> that had a very squealy voice. So, you know, of course, like what anyone would do, I decided not to open up the door. So, um, you're not allowed to open up the door. I was just wondering if you've ever uh, seen anything remotely like this. I don't think I could open up the door. Um, give, give me a second. And in Navarre's hair, she's got all of these shiny bobbles, kind of like pinning it back a little bit. And she pulls one out and she whispers into it and she casts a message. And she's going to say, hello, is there, is there a lady in here? And she's going to cast it towards the direction, like, centered in the door. There is no response. Um, Ambrose, I, I'm not sure she's still there. I'm not sure if this is a role. Can I have, like, an insight check on myself to, like, vibe check if I know something is still there? You know, like, your sixth sense? I'm not sure if that's a yeah. thing. Um, yeah, give me, like, a perception check. We'll call that a perception check, I think. That's, Yeah. Is there, is, yeah, is there like a little like whole keyhole or anything I can look through? Or is it just like, boom, door, I mean, pull through? There like, is, but it's total darkness on the other side. Like magical darkness or total darkness? Choose carefully. Total darkness. <laughs> if you could see through total darkness, though, I can't think that there'd be anything to see. It's just kind of an empty room. You'd see like a bed, okay. I suppose, and like a little table. Okay. I had a 14 for the perception. You. Don't think there's anyone in there anymore. Well, that's worth a try, unfortunately. Um, I think we're heading back to the bar. 
You want to drink? Do you drink? Are you allowed to drink? Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> it's sometimes a necessity. They have a, a great beer, and I will buy you whatever you want. So let's go. Sounds like a deal. Thank you. I head back to the Black Rose. And this time, Navarra is not going to let him, like, just power straight through the streets. She's going to ask questions about everything she sees, and she's going to be much more chitter-chatty. Yeah, I'll respond to it, too. Yeah. You guys go through the jeweled quarter, gold quarter, silver quarter. I believe that the black rose is in the copper quarter. Correct. So you make your way all the way down there. Ambrose! I wave. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come come, come sit down. Oh, no. I look at Navarro. He's drunk. Be careful. And I walk uh, (laughs) towards Farrakh. There, there. I love Maraz is sitting right next to Farrakh. He looks eager for Ambrose and uh, Navarra to come join them as well. Don't even look at Maraz. I would like to uh, introduce you to my new friend, Eugene. Say hi, Eugene. And Farrakh is going to pick up Maraz's wrist and start shaking it. Uh, hi, hi, Eugene. I mean, hi, Ambrose. Is Eugene drunk? Um, he's 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 buzzed and flustered, and emotional. He's he's not nearly as in his cups as Ferric is. I uh, nod at Ferric. I turn, even though Maras is on my right side, sitting right across from Ferric. Uh, Ferric, uh, jeez. I'm gonna turn to my right, ignore Maras, look at Navara. I owe you that drink, and I just, like, walk over to the bar, and I will order two drinks. Eugene will sigh. Navarra will sit down and ask Eugene. Uh, But wait, before that, I will whisper to Navarra, Eugene has a deal with the prince. And I grab my glass, and I walk over. Uh, Navarra will ask Eugene, lovers quarrel? I... A lot of um, drama always you, is you know, with us. You don't have to talk about it if you're not ready to. I fully support you, Eugene. Ferric, I've never seen someone like you. Tell me more about where you're from and what you are. Okay, so, uh, I'm a kiln. Uh, I come from the Takari Wilds, and Ferric holds up their paw and like has it in a sh- certain like shape and and gestures to it with their other yeah. hand <laughs> and they're like i'm i'm from like this this part this part of the fuck me tokari wilds yes and i traveled all the way down here and now i'm here so that's that's my story uh things to know about me i love raw meat, which is something that is particularly weird around here apparently. Uh, do you eat raw, raw, like squirrel? I don't. I don't eat much meat at all, actually. Oh, you've got the heft. Hey! Uh, Manet! Monet! <laughs> yes, Farrak? Uh, raw squirrel for the table! <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I have my <laughs> hand like crossing against my neck, like no. I would, I would no. like to think it's at this point that Adalia and Pickles walk in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Adalia and Pickles, you've been making your way to the Black Rose now. You finished shopping. Pickles, Adalia, hello. Very hello. Not the place to eat raw squirrel. Did you say what? Raw squirrel. Who's eating raw squirrel? Yeah, I I ordered some for the table. Oh, uh, I love your gloves. You. Oh, thank you. Aren't they fashionable? And Adalia like makes a whole deal of showing hers off. And then while they were dumpster diving, uh, Adalia has been looking for like any horrible costume jewelry that was available, and she'll present her whole hoard to Ferric. Oh, for your atlas, darling. Ferric scoops it up and is like. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Who did you kill for these? Almost no one at all. No. Uh, Just, you know, the occasional passerby. But isn't it beautiful? It is a dragon's horde of its own. Adalia, are you joking? I never joke, Eugene. Almost never. Um, can I get some of that blackberry mead? (laughs) Uh, Monet, dear. Blackberry Uh, mead. For the table, please. Eugene will glance at Pickles, just raise his eyebrows. Like, really? Why? What? What? Well, here's your drinks. Uh, thank you, Monet. And Adalia will tip her two gold. And then completely ignore her <laughs> to talk to Farrakh about their shopping trip. And, and, and then we went, uh, something called dumpster diving. That's what Pickles called it. I don't know. It was very fun. That's where I found all this gold jewelry. That's how Spunk and I uh, would get food most of the time. Oh, we gave food out to some of the people who didn't have any while we were down there. But the the larger... I'm sorry, I can't do this. And I get up and leave. Ambrose. Who gave him a wedgie? What? He just got here. Did we do something wrong? I look over at Navara. He's he's normally not like this. I don't know. I've seen that same thing almost every room we've walked in. Um, but he, I still really think he's great. So you don't have to explain oh. anything. Yes. Should we? Navara, I would love to hear about the um, the floating city sometime. I have always wanted to travel there myself. But um, Adalia, I apologize. I didn't mean to cut you off as well. No, I was mostly asking, should we... should someone go after him? Or not? What did I not? do wrong to Ambrose to make oh, him so nothing, darling. <laughs> um, nothing at all. And, uh, Adalia will kind of envelop Beric in her arms, and then she'll look at everyone else and be like, can someone go after him, please? He has upset Beric. I mean, we're not gonna send Miraz. <laughs> no, Mara, so that, that would be leaves. Yep. All right. I guess oh, uh, I pickles. will go. Pickles. What? Uh, Eugene. Eugene. Okay. Not, not Miraz. Okay. He goes by Eugene now. Yes, of course we made he does. Progress as as beings in the world together, and it was yes. good. Of course it, it was. It was good, Farrakh. Of, of course Ferric, listen, it was, I rather darling. think that 
I rather think that that's why Ambrose is upset. It's not, it's not you. He's not upset at you. <laughs> Adalia is going to lean over to Namara. I am so sorry, dear, but could you get us some more elderberry mead? No, no, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no more for me. No more for me. I'm still nursing my hangover. Uh, not the server. Oh, no, of course not, dear. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply that at all. I would go, but... And Farrick's, like, sobbing against her shoulder. I I merely oh, meant... Oh, okay. Uh, yes, yes, mm, I see. I'm... Yes. Uh, I've not seen another one of my kind here yet, and she's right there. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, what if what it's, is it called? If it's... Uh, elderberry mead. Okay, Thank and you, we're darling. going to get five, six of them. Mm, perfect. Let's, and yeah. Adalia will hand her two gold. I don't need anything. Good, because she has no more gold left. <laughs> so she should I go get Ambrose, or yes, should we just let yes. him? Yes, please, Pickles, what? if you could at to. least go okay. after him. All right, okay. Tell him I'm spending my last penny on him. Uh, I'm going to gather Maraz to my other shoulder so that I have Beric <laughs> and Maraz just against my shoulders. Okay. Yeah, Navara, you go order some more drinks for everybody, and Pickles, you chase down Ambrose, who's making his way down the street by this point, I imagine. Yeah, I'm out into a Bobanis. <sighs> Pickles will run after him. Actually, does she even see him when she goes out? Are you, like, I being stealthing. super self- stealthy, He's Ambrose? So what time, though, is the real question, because if it hits, you know, daylight savings, like, five o'clock, I will be gone. <laughs> uh, I was just about to say it is, like, five o'clock, but I don't know if it's daylight savings five o'clock. <laughs> okay. The sun's going down a little bit. I, yeah, I'm so then. I don't have an issue. Yeah, I'm just letting you know, if it hits any moment in darkness, I am, you'll never find me. Out of there. And plus, I also have the most colorful outfit in the streets, so you probably... <laughs> Notice me a mile away. That's true. I mean, you definitely see his kaleidoscope cape. Uh, in that case, Pickles will will run after him and say, "Ambrose, Ambrose, Ambrose," and she will just continue. <laughs> I literally just ignore it. I have Pickles follow me all the way until I get to the literal Vilvanus' shop. Ambrose, Ambrose, a- Ambrose, 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 Pickles, Ambrose, Pickles, oh, yeah. Pickles. 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 Uh, that is that is my name. Where are you going? Pickles. I have, why, I have no idea. Why why did you leave? Can you blame me? K- kind of, yeah. Like what what are you doing? I don't know. It's literally all of your friends and one strange person. And you're just <laughs> like leaving. I don't know if I can do this. Do what? This group. I don't know if I can be here as long as Miraz is here. And I, I'm trying to be honest with you, Pickles, because I actually do respect you. And I okay. don't want you to, be, you know, question me and ask my name a trillion times, but I will be upfront. Okay. What's going on? I just sit, like, down in front of Vivalis' shop. <clears throat> She'll just sit crisscross applesauce in the middle of the road. Everything is messed up. I'm tired. I just found out a person that I've trusted so far has betrayed me. I understand that this is time for being free after we just survived probably the worst experiences, especially from you, Pickles, from literally surviving death. Not many people get to ever experience that, but there's a lot of people that didn't. 
Yeah, I'm not so sure I did either, but that's a story for later. Continue. I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing or talking. I don't know if I should strangle some, a person that I've known I would consider a friend. I don't know how to feel right now. I mean, if I were you, I'd feel pretty pissed off. So, like, that's okay. But, like, walking away is not the answer. You've been with us for a while, right? Like, a while now. And, like it or not, we're living in your house. You're gonna have to deal with us, right? And you are awesome, and you are wonderful. And Miraz or Eugene or whatever, he lies. He lies a lot. Um, and we know that. And whether or not that's gonna get fixed. It's not just Miraz. I don't know. It's, it's not just about Miraz. Everything since I've been here has been a nightmare. And I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Well, I mean, you think going about it alone will really be better? Life was easier when I was alone. Yeah, but that's gone now. Yeah. I don't think so, you're going to get it back by leaving us. It's my mom and my sister. And I pass a letter to... Actually, I keep the letter to myself. I mean, My we entire family's dead. Help you. Oh, I don't know if my family's dead. Um, I feel like my dad died, actually. Um, but... I mean, even more reason to stay with people who you know love you. Even if Maras is sleeping a dick. in my sister's room, Pickles. And I'm trying to be as kind as I can to you guys. I've even let Maras sleep in my own home. I'm not just upset or angry. I honestly just don't know what to feel. Then you take it so day by I day. So I should be allowed to leave. Right. But I'm not sure if I can just do this. Okay. I have... You guys. Well, what I don't do even you know if I'm Ambrose right after I don't need anything. There's there's nothing to fulfill. There's I'm I can't be satiated with you guys. Ouch. And it's not because you guys are I, I can't stand you or I you know, I can hate Miraz all day, but I honestly I've have rolled through the punches and I I'm just tired. Okay. Can you I know you're going to tell them anyways. Can you not tell them? Like the can you like one promise you can tell How me? How about I say I didn't you. find you? Perfect. I'll be back at my place. I'm just gonna sleep after I talk to Vavanas. Okay. I'll just pretend that you disappeared. Um and then I just got lost for a while. Promise me you're not just gonna actually disappear though. You're sleeping in my house. And I walked into uh the store. <laughs> and Pickles just says under her breath. Uh, yeah, I don't sleep, actually. And turns around and walks back to the Black Rose. You go into Vilvanus' shop. He's putting up some stuff on the shelf. Oh, Ambrose, it's such a pleasure to see you. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me to your party last night. It was quite a, quite a good time. I'm excited for the next one you throw. You definitely tore okay. up those croissants, Vilvanus. And I, uh... Put some gold down. I pass a letter, and uh, I'm trying to. Can I sell uh, this as well? And it's a uh, my plus one crossbow. Hmm. Yes, I think that could be arranged. Um, I need some uh, goods as quickly as possible as well. I see. I see. Well, what are you looking for? Okay. Uh, I believe they're called a headband of intellect. I got lots of ogre power. And, um, something for interrogation that would assist me with that. Hmm. All right. Maybe some 
dimensional shackles. Mm, I'm looking for more of a deep diving into people's minds. Hmm. Well, I might have to read up on some of that. Um, your first two items should be easy enough to accommodate you with. I know a buyer in town who has some of these. I know someone in Southport who can help us. That's great. And I pull out that sword that, uh... Oh, what was that guy? I literally just pulled out the sword. I forgot his name. Um, Marcus's sword? Yes, I pull out that damn sword and I put it I on the like counter. It. Tell me everything you know about this. Well, that is a long story. A story that we'll have to tell next week. Marcus is like his buddy. He is Marcus's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, well, shit, if Navarro can't get that for me, I gotta go to his home. Yeah, so. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. It's been really great. Come jump in our Discord. Discord.gg slash the homebrew podcast. We have an amazing community growing. We all hang out in there and talk. So you can jump right in the Powered Fail channel and talk right to the Ferric and ask him how he likes his uh, raw squirrel served. <laughs> with, with thyme and lemon. <laughs> You're supposed to wait for them to jump in the Discord. <laughs> if you have a few extra dollars, you can check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash the homebrew. $2 gets you access to all kinds of cool stuff. PDFs, uh, the show about the show, Power Word Chill. We've got rotating monthly wallpapers, all kinds of great stuff for just $2. If you'd rather have something like, a, like an object that you can hold in your hand, how about it? How about some dice? Who doesn't like dice? Fanrolldice.com. Go check out our sponsor. Use promo code HOMEBREW at checkout for 10% off. Join us next week as we find out what's the deal with this goddamn sword. And remember, you are as important. As important as Ambrose thinks his sword is. (laughs) (laughs) You are loved as much as Fyrick loves raw squirrels. (laughs) And you matter. You matter as much as Miraz does, even though he thinks he doesn't. Oh, Oh, my heart. Right in the heart.